Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. We've told you guys before, as Lisa and I are wont to do, we share these little quotes and things. And for us, it's a, it's a word, it's a phrase, it's an idea that stimulates some thought. And then we kind of percolate on it a little bit and kind of bat some ideas back and forth. And the one that Lisa sent not long ago was a positive attitude brings much gratitude. Think positive, be positive, speak positive, do it every day, make it a habit. Habit is in all caps. I'll put this in the show notes. So just go to today's episode. This is January the 4th, 2023. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Happy like new that. year. Yeah. Happy belated <laughs> new year. We already wished you a happy new year, um, in the last episode, but unless you think that this is one of those kumbaya, let's all hold hands and let's get our rose colored glasses on and let's just all feel good about it. Uh, we're painfully aware that city managers and city councils and city government, um, likely nationwide, not just here in the state of Texas, where Lisa and I are headquartered. Uh, there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of unknowns. Uh, we've mm-hmm. still got government working to curb inflation. No, we're not a political commentary podcast and we're not going to get into all that. People can argue about how right or wrong they believe the government is reacting to inflation. Uh, but there's little doubt that recession and those kinds of things, and these are powerful words and they, they do foster some pretty strong emotions and there's a lot of unrest, uh, budget constraints and whatnot. I was telling Lisa before we hit record corporate America has, is achieving some pretty magnificent profit margins. And yet as we ended December and entered a new year, corporate America by and large is growing increasingly more conservative. Yeah. That we're bracing ourselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that level of unrest, that level of, not knowing what the future is going to be. And by the way, that's always the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, recession or no recession, inflation or no inflation, there still is unrest. There's still disruption everywhere. It, it is the way of life for us today. But we, Lisa and I were having this conversation offline about high-performing teams. And if anything, today's subject, nearly every show subject, is about mm-hmm. high-performing teams. And I think the quote does speak to it, Lisa, of – thinking the best and we'll term it optimism being grateful for the present being grateful for the past being grateful for the opportunities for the future as well as embracing optimism and making that a habit and i would only add to this another element that we don't talk near enough about well there's really two that come to my mind and that's love yes love and fun and i think those are largely going to be the path forward I'm going to be a prophet. I'm going to say that I predict by the end of 2023, the winners and the losers will have been the teams that are optimistic. They're high performing, but along with high performing, they love each other. They love their work. Right. And they love achieving and they have fun doing it. And no matter what the problems are, they're optimistic and they're always looking for the opportunities. Right. Yeah, I would agree. And as we prepare 
all of cities and city government prepares for this at this point and in as we're recording this for an impending recession you know that's the it's it we're on the front end of that at this point right and and if your city's not already doing it i suspect they're going to start doing it we started this kind of gearing up in in uh after the budget process last year, uh, in March and April and May, we we were readying ourselves for what we believe was going to happen sometime um, in the next nine to 12 months at that point. And I think I agree with you as to positivity. It's, it is critical no matter what the challenge. This, like you said, there's some years a recession is not imminent. It just is another year and you're bracing to make sure you can afford yourselves and you've got revenue streams coming in and you can fund new programs. But now the challenge is we know it's coming. Will we, will our programs cost more? Will our revenues decline? You know, will sales tax decline? Um, And can we afford what we have before us right now and the positions we know we need to fund moving forward? We know we're going to have still more buildings with bond sales and more things happening. And I think positivity in this case is what's critical because you have to look at it optimistically in light of all these difficult circumstances and find what you can control and what you can do well, because who wants to hear a negative message? I don't know how we're going to, what if our city manager said, I don't know how we're going to afford this. We're probably going to have to do cuts guys. We're probably going to have to let people go. And all those statements do no good by anybody. The message we've been communicating is what can we do to continue to be a great city, to continue to serve our community? To, I mean, it's all positive messages of how we can contribute to the good of the group. And I think that that has to become a habit, like the quote says. If you're doing it every now and then, your actions speak louder than words. So it has to be a continual habit of positivity to get the message across, to be believed and to be trusted so that, as we've talked about in all our episodes, that those that are following you and those that are looking to you for your leadership will continue to go into battle with you at will and 100%, right? But if you have a negative message, they're going to start, it's going to start creating doubt. And that's the worst thing you can do in difficult times. Yeah. And less people, again, less people want to think, yeah, okay, well, this is all this kumbaya stuff. It's not. It's, it's, it's very tactical. It's very strategic. Right. It is, it is very, it's just practical. Right. And it's real in that if we focus on the negative, this isn't about let's all just think positive thoughts. This is, you said it. So when Steve died, the city manager of Grand Prairie says, throws out the challenge to the leadership team, all the directors, you know, let, we've got to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. We've got to find a way. That is a that is a positive communication. That is a focus on we got to find a solution. That is a focus on we need to seize an opportunity. And that's a focus on I know you can. Yeah. You wouldn't be throwing it. So it, it automatically through that simple statement demonstrates trust in our abilities to help him find a solution. Right. And as a number one, you know, my, my, my metaphor for the person who's got the most authority and that in this case, that's the city manager. 
it's a huge, it's a huge leadership moment Mm -hmm. because very quickly, any of you who have direct reports know all you got to do is is start bemoaning something and the choir will chime in. Right. And you can't afford to do that. You can do it, but you're going to pay a price for it. And worse yet, your whole team's going to pay a price for it. And you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that leader. You want to be the leader that's showing everybody we, we can do this. doesn't mean that you'll make it. doesn't mean you'll succeed. Right. But if you don't start out that way, you got no shot. Yeah. I think, and it is, it is just who wants to be around negativity. That is a beat down, you know, yeah. Don and Don and I, my husband and, and I, and, and our team even have even talked about when there are negative people, they just bring, they just take the air out of the room, man. I mean, yeah. it just, who wants to be around somebody that's a naysayer all of the time? It just sucks the life out of you. And I'd much rather be around a positive it's easy. person. It's yeah. really easy though. It's, it's Yeah, you're right. It's the easiest thing to do because it doesn't take effort. It's easy for us to be negative, but well, and it's easy because I can, I can, I can, yeah, because I can blame the economy. I can blame the federal government. I can, man, the scapegoats are, they abound, you know, so (laughs) I don't have to look very hard for scapegoats to explain away why my situation may not be great. Right. You know, but for me to look in the mirror and go, okay, this ain't great. This isn't ideal. I'm nervous. I'm a little bit worried, but what can I do about it? That's a whole different conversation, right? You know, now your brain's engaged in this. It's not this positive, you know, let's all hold our hands up in the air and and sing together. It's this, it's this real practical. Okay. We, we got to figure this out. I mean, I get real fixated on some phrases and a phrase that I fixated on decades ago was figuring it out. In fact, if you go to our website, growgreat.com, which has some of my coaching stuff on there, you know, you'll see that phrase, figuring it out. And it's how I have described the work that I do. I'm not in the business of telling people how to live their lives. It's their life. They, they get to decide that I don't, I want to help them figure it out. I want other people to help me figure it out. And when we're surrounded by negative people or we're working under negative leadership or we ourselves are a negative leader we're not doing that we are not contributing to our own ability to figure it out we certainly aren't helping our people figure it out and these are not insurmountable problems listen i'm an old guy i started selling stereo equipment in the 70s the oil embargo of the mid 70s was well underway and so the economic cycles it's interesting to me it just shows how old I am. You know, when people talk about, oh man, you know, you're, you're so old. You, you experienced the, the, you experienced the depression of 2008. I'm like 2008, you know, you kidding me? I mean, by the time I got to 2008, I had seen more than half a dozen. Right. And in this part of the country, we're an oil country in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and this section where, where Lisa and I have, have grown up and, and lived all of our lives. And so that's had its own thing. So no matter what might be happening, uh, economically around the country, we've had, we've had oil booms and we've had oil bust. 
that have affected this part of the country. I've seen this stuff. I mean, it is cyclical. I haven't seen what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, even on the podcast, you know, my son's 42, he owns his own business and he's like, well, what do you think? And I said, listen, dude, you know, my, my dad, his grandfather is 99. I said, he hasn't seen it. He's not as long as he's lived. He hasn't seen anything like this. You know, we are in uncharted water, but that doesn't mean that there's not a path forward. Yeah. You know, we're going to figure this out. But how can we do that? How can we as leaders, how can we lead in such a way that we can foster and help ourselves and our team do a better job of figuring it out? Well, hanging crepe, as the old heads said, you know, sitting around moaning and whining and complaining, that ain't going to get it done. Yeah, it's interesting on the when you're talking about that, too, because there's there's different messages and different methods from the top down. If you're the number one, that's a message. If you're the number two, that could be the same, but different message, right? Because Mm -hmm. the further you get down, the closer you get to the ones dealing with the troops is what I call it. The general, you get closer to have a heartbeat on the troops. I mean, they have to know, they have to know the overall feeling. And then it's about communication and keeping uh, that message clear, you know? And so as, as listeners, and I know we've got, everything from police chiefs to city managers to city attorneys to even consultants that help the cities. Right. You have to craft the message and be de- be um, diligent and thoughtful in the message. You know, sometimes as we move into these things, it's about preparation and preparing that message you want heard and making sure that is what gets passed on because it's the old you know, game you played with a little kid when you're in a circle and somebody whispers one line into your ear mm-hmm. and that you don't get a second chance to hear it again. You have to pass on what you thought you heard. And by the time it gets around, it started out as, uh, you know, my mother's awesome to somebody died in the backyard. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> I exactly. mean, it's just like it, yeah, it changes. Not even a third cousin of what it <laughs> originally was. Right. So, you know, it, I think that's what's also important here as you talk about being positive, staying positive. Um, and making it a habit, there are moments when positivity is difficult, but you have to find ways to remain positive. So it doesn't mean, like you said, it's important for our listeners to understand it's not always rose-colored glasses. That doesn't mean you can't challenge what is, but you can do it in a way that you are still here to help the good of the group, that you are still how are we going to do this? How are we going to keep that message clear? What are we going to say and ensuring there's not only positivity, but a consistent message and whatever that is, right? And whatever we're looking at, what needing to be done. Um, and that your role, you are being a positive influence in what you can control and what you have the ability to contribute. Well, and maybe a definition of, of positivity might be in order because as you were talking, I'm, I'm thinking so uh, some time ago, I'm sitting in a city manager's office and, you know, we're talking about uh, a director that's a good performer, but is capable of more. And the conversation goes to role playing and it goes to, okay, I'm the employee and you're you. And what what is this? What does this look like? What does this feel like? And the city manager was growing increasingly frustrated. And I said, well, let's put a positive, let's put a positive spin on it. And I could tell that he's thinking, you know, okay, well that, 
he was probably thinking what many people listening to us or watching us are thinking, you know, this, Hey, come on, we can do this. We can do, you know, and that's not what, that's not what I mean. I don't think that's what either one of us mean. Correct. And I said, right. well, let's, let me ask the question. So your interaction with this director that you think can step his game up, how is this interaction that you have serving this director? I said, because how is you getting increasingly more frustrated, helpful to him? And he said, it's not. I said, no, it's not. I said, what if you do what you want, but what if you just shelled it down? What if you just shelled down your frustration? What if you just, you know, well, first I'd ask the question, have you ever done it? No, mm -hmm. no, I haven't, haven't. I said, well, what if you just shared that? Now that's a challenging conversation. But my argument then and now, that's a positive conversation. That moves things forward. That's, pro that's progress. That's growth. That's improvement. That's positive. That's what's been going on is not addressing it, not, head, not tackling it head on, not being honest and forthright and expressing, listen, you're frustrating the soup out of me. And here's what you're doing that's frustrating the soup out of me. And here's, here's some things that you can do that can stop that. I mean, what director in their right mind wants their city manager to be frustrated with them? There's right. nothing positive about that. You know, right. so think of, think of when we talk about being positive and thinking positive and having a positive, think about that. And maybe the better word here is service. And for us as leaders, it's how can we serve these people that we are leading? How can we service this work that we are managing and the way we've got to do that by looking for the way forward? Right. I agree with you when we're talking about positivity too, because our, our leaders, and, and this is from the ground up. So, you know, of course me as an HR director, I'm talking to usually my deputy city manager up here or the city manager's office, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's usually in those groups or I'm coaching and helping my staff that are beneath me. Um, but one thing, like you said, that we need to stress is positivity isn't about the rah-rah. It's not about a fake, um, opportunity to, yeah, we're going to do this teamwork. You know, it's, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is having the honest di dialogue that you need to have but showing commitment to the good, commitment to the good of the group, commitment to our community to do well, commitment to each other to do well. When I talk about positivity, it's knowing that you can do something and not finding ways that you can't. Yeah. How many people, well said, how many people you go, okay, guys, we've, you know, when we did this grow me grand class, Randy, you and I talked about this when Cheryl said, I need to find a way to reach our mid-level managers and something that they can carry on beyond the class. And we talked about like a conference. I don't want them to go to a conference, go to this class, right. hear a lot of good stuff and come back with nothing. And it still sits in all the materials you picked up and you put it in a drawer and it's gone and you move on to a new day. We didn't want that. And positivity, it, it's so easy for people when I, you know, when you're asking for things and they say, well, I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to do that. We don't have any funding. Well, yeah, we've got funding. We just got to move it around. We got to find it. That's a challenge. How about we find funding? Okay. So that's, that's one positive turn. 
it's not that we can't. And then it's not, well, they didn't really give me any direction. What am I going to do? I mean, what if nobody gets involved? That's negativity. I don't want that. Don't tell right. me how we can't. Right. And As so opposed to saying, look at there. how, I, look at the autonomy we've got. You know, <laughs> they're not micromanaging this, man. We can do what we want. That's right. So I think it's a really clear distinction between what, what positivity is in honesty and integrity versus positivity just being a cheerleading session. Those are two distinct differences. And when we talk about making it a habit, again, it's how can I, not how can't I contribute to the good? Yeah, and I think that's where, for me, that's where love and fun come into play. Because in my experience, my personal experience, as well as in my coaching experience, the high-performing teams, they have fun. And by fun, I don't mean it's all ha-ha laughter, but it's super engaging and it's super rewarding to know that you're on the team that's solving the problem. That's way more fun than being on the team that, oh, well, woe is me. You know, life's horrible. You know, the budget, the budget shot, can't find people, can't keep people, can't train people, can't retain people. You know, it's just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just all the negative. Nellies. That sounds so familiar in HR right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, can't that's, retain, can't find, there's can't nothing. Keep. Yeah. There's nothing fun about that, but the fun thing is, well, I, I am not, my wife loves games, Wordle, all these things on the phone. I mean, she's playing these things constantly. Uh, she's got a, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at her last night and she, I said, what are you working on? She said, my math problem. I said, your math problem. So every day there's some app. I don't know. You, you guys that are into this stuff would know. So there's a math problem. And of course she's trying to keep her brain sharp. And I said, yeah, well, I want you to keep your brain sharp. You know, there's value, there's value in that. <laughs> it's too late for me probably, but working on the math problem. So I've been kind of fascinated with games and, and people that, I mean, there are people that they play a lot of games. Are you, are you guys, y'all play games? Oh yes. In fact, uh, I'm, I like strategy games. So yeah. I have clash of clans, clash Royale. I have all these games and they send me alerts and reminders when I need to like attack and things. And, <laughs> right. and my husband, yeah, because right. you're part of a team. And if you yeah. don't do your job, you have let them down. So Don is always like, babe, your little soldiers are calling. <laughs> I mean, that's the message I get almost daily. <laughs> your little soldiers are calling. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. And he's but like, use okay, that, you little but, gooper, go do your thing. <laughs> but use that as a metaphor for this conversation because that's where my head's going. This is how my mind works. <laughs> It's weird, I know. So use that as a metaphor. The fun of figuring out those strategies, and that's my point. So I watch Rhonda just engage for hours, you know, and, and play complete strangers, you know, with these word games and stuff. And it's not it's not a laugh a minute. It's it's in fact there's no laughing at all. Ever. Mm -hmm. But it's fun. And our teams experience the same thing. So that feeling that you have in these strategy games, just our ability to engage our team in, to your point, trust and faith, we can figure this out. We may not have it figured out today and we may not have it figured out to, tomorrow, but let's get on with it. Well, not only that, but that's, as fun. You, that's engaging as you have the fun, as you keep the positivity, what's 
what's critical here is it's contagious. People yeah. will follow and mirror what they see in their leader. Now you have a few, you'll have a few outliers. We all have had them That's right. right? that don't choose that don't, don't choose That's that right. and don't choose to get on board. But in, but generally your good people are going to mirror and mimic. Those, it's hard for those people to hang on though. If you get right. it where the vast majority are bent the other way, cause you're the odd man out. I mean, at the yeah, very worst, cult, you're just, it's a culture shift. Yeah. Right. And that's what you want. That's right. And so, uh, as, as you go through that and as you engage and, and you do, I, I agree with you completely having fun, um, appropriately at work, right. Engaging in the right things and ensuring your team. I always share with them. I'd love to hear them laugh. I love to hear them checking in on each other on how their weekend went. Yeah. Um, we had an employee recently that wanted to take on our, um, uh, holiday we have a holiday tradition traditions in hr to do something as a team where we mm -hmm. uh give each other well she goes i want to take i want to take december and i was like okay you can have it and she did little stockings for each person and personalized them with things for each person that they loved right. like mine she had deer deer all over it mm -hmm. right that this little deer pasted everywhere where and then on the gifts they gave uh, she said, bring something that means something to you. It can be a dollar. It can be homemade. It can be whatever value you want, but just put it in the stocking and then we'll talk about it. And what a great way, as we're talking about positivity, she could have easily said, I mean, she's super busy, like all of us on our team, but right. she could have easily said, you know, it's just too busy. I, you really need to take the lead on that. I just can't. Yeah. Or put she could easily. have just mailed it in, you know? Yeah. Or just hung up a blank stocking and said, this, that's just going to be good enough. Yeah. You know, but she didn't, she chose to take it to the next level and make sure we all had a good time sharing and learning about each other in that process. And those are the little things that kind of, when you talk about a high performing team and having that positive energy, um, that people want to follow, that people want yeah. to then contribute. And, and I would say for the audience, don't, they'll fall off eventually. They'll come That's off. Right. And I would say for the audience that what you've just heard Lisa describe is her personality. That, that's her personality as a leader. So that kind of activity, you may be sitting there thinking, well, you know, I, we're, we, we don't do that. That's not going to work in public yeah. works. You know, the, the, the public yeah. works director is going, no, I right. don't think so. <laughs> well, the point, the point being Lisa's department, your department mirrors your personality. Right. And as well, we're leader, in a department that can also do it that we can, we, we know what makes us tick. Yeah, but other people listen. Somebody else could. Somebody else could do it. The point being, your personality is your personality, and and your style, and and those sorts of things. We are not talk, talking about reinventing the wheel. We are not talking about you thinking. Well, I need to be somebody completely different than who I am. No. And this year, we do want in this podcast to talk a little bit more at length about you leaning really heavily into yourself and the story that you tell yourself, the story that your people tell themselves, the story that you tell your people, these right. are all things that really, really matter. And that's where there's a million shades of gray mm -hmm. because it's not one size fits all. What Lisa just described that she does with her team, yours truly, I've never done, right? I've never done any, I've never, it's just, it's not, it's not how I am now. How I am is very impromptu, spontaneous stuff. That's completely unplanned blindside the whole team with some, you know, with some moment of levity, that's more my style. You and know. it worked. 
right? It, yeah, you know, you just but it it's it's you kind of being who you are, but the point still is engaging and fun for the team and it can be that kind of fun, that laugh out loud, which I'm all about. I've made a confession here on this podcast. I cry every day. I shed tears every day. I also laugh out loud. I laugh out loud more than I cry, by the way. <laughs> Anybody that's worried about me, <laughs> I laugh out loud more than I cry. But um, it's it's fun, your strategy games, you know. When your little soldiers, my little soldiers are worth something. I just need to confirm. Well, when your little soldiers call, I don't see you. I don't see you laughing maniacally as you're trying to figure out whatever your next play is going to be. No, it's not that kind of fun, but it's fun or else you wouldn't keep doing this. Yeah. There's satisfaction in the challenge, the challenge of figuring it out and making it work. And then the other times of throwing, you know, I want to throw my phone. I looked at Don. We were on our trip up to, uh, we just went, for those of you that don't know, I went on a 10-day trip to see all of my grandkids that I've been missing because they all moved. And, uh, you know, I, I I got into a game I hadn't played in a while. That's a strategy game. And I I did it twice and lost miserably. They, so they, you have to try to take the other person's three towers before in two minutes. Well, they destroyed all of mine and I had I couldn't even get to the other side. And I about threw my phone and looked at Don. I said, now I remember why I hate this game so much. But did I stop? No, because now I'm like, I'm, I'm just I'm going to figure this out. I just yeah. haven't played this in a while. So right. it's the strategy component of not giving up. Not, you know, I mean, that sounds simple because it's a game. But it but it my husband's over there and he said, you little nerdling. <laughs> If <laughs> positive encouragement, like we're talking about, yeah. but you know, that, that challenge, yeah, but it's not alone. so little, it's those little every day. It's those moments right. that make but up every day that, of our working lives. That is exactly right. And going back to what we said at the beginning, it's about figuring it out, figuring it out because that alone is being positive. We've got to That's figure right. it out, figure That's out right. the recession, figure out how we're going to uh, survive, figure out how our revenues are going to stay more than our expenses, figuring out how our bond sales are going to create new and different things in the city where we can, new buildings, best best of the best. I mean, all those, it's just positivity is making it a habit to figure it out and knowing that you're part of the solution. That's the bottom line. Well, and you can make up your mind if you want to be part of the solution or not. You know, I mean, and there's there's a habit. And everybody in their right mind is going to say, well, of course I want to be part of the solution. It's not easy. It's, no, and not I easy. Think it's vastly more fun. I would argue it's vastly more fun. And before we, and before we, we wrap up, I do want to get your input on the L word that I threw out the love word and where that may play into any of this. And you hit on it when you talked about the, the whole stocking thing. I mean, why would somebody do that? I mean, if it's not, I love this group. I love what we're doing in my head. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to that trouble. You wouldn't be that thoughtful if there wasn't some component of love involved. Yeah. It, it's all about, uh, when you, when you talk about loving your team and I say that out loud, probably not daily. But I'm, I'm, I generally care for them. They are an extension of family just at work. 
Mm-hmm. Right. They are my family at work and I protect and want to be proud of them just like I do my own family. And that's the component of love I talk about, because as we apply that at work, it go, it can get you can get so much more out of people that you have their best interest at heart through love and, and their success than you ever can by just coming in every day to get a job done and go home because then you're only looking out for yourself. So that component of caring for your team, caring for their success, uh, bringing out the very best in them, that's the component of that that I would talk about because you become high performing when those things are at play. And if you look around and your team is struggling and you cannot figure it out, I can almost guarantee one of those components is missing. One of the, either there's a lack of positivity, there's a lack of love, focus on others, right? Yeah. Focus on others, or there's, there's a lack of that camaraderie, which in my mind is equivalent to fun. It's camaraderie, knowing that you got each other's back and that they, yeah. that's vested in them. One of those three is missing. If you look around and your team is not performing well, and I, that usually comes from the top of us as leaders. And we talking about positivity, you got to figure it out because that will break your team and you will continue to have turnover and you will continue to have dissension and people leaving and a culture that's prohibitive. Uh, if you don't start really taking a deeper dive and looking at those things yourself and how you can make an impact for the good and start changing that culture. Yeah, there's an interesting paradox to me um, of low or no expectations versus high expectations. And I have noticed over time, over the course of my whole career, that when I as a leader or when I see other leaders, especially people in that number one chair, uh, when, when they have when they have extraordinarily high expectations for everybody, but no expectations for themselves, that's a bad recipe. That's a bad math formula. And yet when we can have kind of no expectations for ourselves, in that I'm not looking for what I can get out of this and we have high expectations for other people and that I'm looking for what I can help them get the most out of that math works. And yet it's the exact, it it sounds like the exact same thing. So a leader has no expectations for himself, high expectations for his people. But when that's not so much performance stuff, when it's like, what can I do to help them? And I don't care what I get out of it. The leader ends up getting way more out of it. (laughs) You know, when I expect them to grow, I expect them to, to improve. I expect them to have higher performance than they've had before, but I'm not expecting that of myself. Nobody's performance goes up. That's right. Um, And it's, it's so interesting. There's so many ways that takes form when you talk about fun. Um, you know, one thing Cheryl started on my boss, Cheryl started on our team and that I had started a a while back with just peers, um, is doing lunches. She does lunches. mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember if it's monthly or bi-monthly, but we get together pretty frequently, at least probably once a month. And she just has us go out together as directors, um, her team, you know, and then she started inviting some others. And then one of the other newer ACMs decided, can I join in too? Can I invite 
my team because I love this. And she had a smaller team. Mm-hmm. And she said, can I invite ours? And we all just get together and, the, and it's, we're not going to talk work. You're not allowed to talk, talk work. We're just getting together to uh-huh. be with each other for an connection. hour and a half connection uh, to physically go somewhere together and just talk about whatever. And the conversation is amazing and just flows. Uh, and that alone has created camaraderie because our roles are so significantly different. We're all directors, but we don't sometimes cross paths. Right. You know, I don't have to work in a, unless there's a employee relation issue or something like that. Maybe with the fleet director, right? Mm-hmm. I I just right. don't I just don't interact with them in my role that much. Um, so it's really nice to get those connections because you want to do good by those. So anything that comes up related to them, now I have a better personal connection, and maybe I hear something I can help with just in natural flow of conversation. So you start connecting better which alone. So when we're talking about high performing teams, it's always easy for our listeners to think my team down. Right. Uh But as we've talked about before, love and fun and connections, we can also serve up and out. Yep. So, you know, don't lose sight that it's not just, we're not just talking about you and your team beneath you. Think about those around you and incorporating positivity and your positive habits there to influence and impact change. Well, we're starting a brand new year, and Lisa and I began uh, the show. Is this episode 30, 38? This may be episode 38. I should, I should know these things, which means 38 weeks. So we haven't had a full year under our belt uh, in doing this together. We hope you're finding it profitable. You know, we still feel like we're figuring this out. Um, you know, we don't have all the answers. We just hope to share some insights and experiences and wisdom and bring up some subjects. And we hope it's provoking some thought amongst you and your team. Uh, if you care to share anything with us, go to the website, growgreat.com. We have a contact form over there. Uh, you'll find our LinkedIn profiles over there that you can connect with us. If you care to do that over at LinkedIn, we're happy to do that. And I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the year together, Lisa, I'll let you have the last word. Me too, Randy. I've so enjoyed this. I hope our listeners are enjoying it. Uh, We get positive comments. Uh, Be sure and connect with us on our page. Email us if you have any thoughts. Uh, We'd love to share. And I just wish everyone a happy new year. Create those habits. Uh, Maybe this is something you can focus on instead of the traditional work, you know, weight loss. (laughs) Creating a habit at work that has a lasting impact. As you said, Randy, I'll leave it with you on your final closing comments. Well, you know, I, I would say this, I don't know what the future holds, uh, as far as 2023, um, I'd be doing something different than what I'm doing. Probably if I had that kind of skill or that kind of brain power, but we've come on, we're all adults here. We've gotten through bad times before and whatever they, whatever they look like, we can either, we can either contribute to figuring it out and making it better or we can chime in with where I can promise you the vast majority of people are going to be. The herd is going to be hanging crepe and whining and moaning and complaining. So you can join them if you care to. Uh, this podcast, well, the, the final phrase that I always use in all the show notes and even at the, at the end uh, of each show is be well, do good, grow great. And you just don't do that you know, by behaving that way. So if you're listening to us, you're not wired that way anyway. So that's the good news. Birds of a feather flock together 
and all that. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.